Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 103, Virtue-Based Parenting. Now more than ever, helping our children form their conscience is critical. And parenting experts have done a great job over the last 20, 30 years of taking away our rightful role of leadership with our children. What used to be unspeakable in morals and values is now blasted across all forms of social media. What used to be psychological issues are now normalized, so much so that you're a freak or a bigot if you don't buy into it and agree with the normalization. But you, mom, are your children's teacher. And you, mom, are their leader, along with your husband, of course, but Unless you make your husband listen to this podcast, which mine does, and I don't make him actually. He does it just because he loves me, which is kind of cute. But anyway, moms, you're the leader of your children. It's up to you to form them in virtues and morals. It's up to you to help them form their conscience so they know why they should think that. Not just because you say it, but because you've explained it and educated them on the value, the virtue, the morals that you hold. Before you can do that, you have to take the time to create a plan for what you want your children to be in five, ten years, and into their adult life. Take some time, sit down with your husband, and Reflect on what you want your life to look like. What do you want your family to look like? Because if we get so caught up, right, in the day-to-day of what's happening and the chaos and the get from this place to that place, that we never really take the time to reflect on what we want. What is our end goal? And until we have an end goal in mind, we're not working towards it. So take the time. And make a plan for what kind of adults you want. What human virtues do you want them to own, really own, so that there's so much a part of them that when someone says their name, people think, oh, I know who that person is, and they click off the virtues that they have. Here's what we wanted for our children. We wanted them to grow up to be sincere, to have respect, to be responsible, and to have fortitude. If you want healthy teens and adults who make responsible decisions, you need to identify the virtues that will give them the ability to make those decisions. And you need to start now, even when they're just toddlers. You need to start forming them through your discipline. Yes, that's how we learn virtue, through Discipline. Okay, what is discipline? Well, for a lot of people, when you say the word discipline, they think of spanking or they think of punishment. But I would like to also offer you 
legit definitions for discipline, which is control gained by enforcing obedience or order, orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior, self-control, and training that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental faculties or moral character. That's discipline. Now, punishment and consequences, spanking, may be a part of your discipline, but they really should be the smaller part of the discipline idea. Discipline is how children act all day long, not just when they make a poor choice. Think about what is your definition of discipline, because it's a, if it's a definition of coming from punishment or, you know, always correction, I would encourage you to expand that idea so that you begin to see your whole life really as disciplining your children, helping them have self-control, helping them perfect their moral character helping them achieve order and obedience. Not just to you. They're going to need obedience to a boss later on, obedience to teachers. Okay, so think what is your definition of discipline? The way we practiced discipline in our marriage, in our family, was through what I call virtue-based parenting. We had specific virtues. I've mentioned them earlier. I'll mention them again in a minute. We used those virtues to educate them in ways in which they made mistakes. And we pointed out virtues that they could use to not make that mistake. And we also used those virtues in many ways to encourage them in good choices that they made, in choices of love and tenderness for each other and for others. So let me go through virtue-based parenting. It is teaching our children a skill set that becomes their toolbox in dealing with life. You don't want your children to get to the teen years, even preteen years, and not have these basic virtues. Because the longer you wait, the older people get, the harder it is actually to learn and embrace the virtue. When children learn and perfect virtues, their self-esteem rises because they see success. And that is a huge component to happy children is their self-esteem. And we do that through our disciplining of them with virtues. We give them the tools, the virtues, to accomplish the tasks in life, the peace in life, and the joy in life. All right, the first one that I talked about was sincerity. We wanted our children to be sincere, to be truthful. And we did this by having a friendship with each of our children. Now, that's not a peer friendship. That's very different. So many parents make that mistake where they want to be their child's, you know, chum or best friend or bestie or whatever. You can never be that. Don't try to be that because that creates a disorder in your relationship. You want to be a friend in the mentor sense. You want to be close with them. You want them to come and talk to you when they need to. You want to be there to support them. Really, a true friend leads the other to the good. That's what you want to do. 
And in sincerity, we teach our children to be humble, to realize they don't have all the answers, and that's okay. They don't have to have all the answers, but they have to be honest about it. They can't pretend to be something that they're not. We taught our children sincerity in being simple, not complicating things. So when there's a fight that breaks out among the children, they don't come to me and give me this long drawn out argument about why they were right and what happened about, no, just let's, let's be simple. Tell me what happened. And often I would say to them, you go solve your problem. And if you can't solve your problem with your brother or your sister, come back to me and I will help you to solve the problem. So in our disciplining, we taught our children to be honest and it was paramount. And their honesty would be sort of a get out of jail free card. And they often didn't suffer the consequences because we wanted to nurture and encourage honesty. The second virtue that we really honed in on in our family was respect. Children must treat their parents with respect. First of all, it's a commandment, honor your father and your mother. We have to teach our children that commandment. They must honor us. It's the right order of things. If your child says to you, I hate you, or no, I'm not doing that, or you can't make me, you've got a big problem with respect. And you need to go back to the drawing board and look at how you interact with your children, what you allow them to say and do and pull you in conversations, and stop and look at them and say, I am your mother and you will not speak to me that way. And mean what you say. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Since children can't see God, well, actually, none of us can see God, right? But kids especially, they need something tangible to look at or to touch to understand concepts. But without seeing God, God is really difficult for them to understand sometimes. The way your children treat you, the way you demand that they treat you, is the way they will treat God. So if they are disrespectful of you, they'll be disrespectful of God. God has created you and your husband to be the ones here on earth to show your children what they have with God in heaven. Respect is really important. They should also respect their siblings and demand it. If you have a home where your small children are disrespectful of each other, you're going to have a home when they're teenagers and adults where they don't even talk to each other anymore. Teach them how to respect each other and actually demand it. Demand respect. And if they can't be respectful, then they need to be isolated for a portion of time so that they understand how important it is to be with everybody with respect. The next one is responsibility. Do not be afraid to set guardrails for your children. Guardrails are so critical and our society and our parenting quote unquote experts have taken all the guardrails away. Let your children decide what you're going to do. 
Um, let your children tell you how you should do things. Let your children make all the decisions. And so you sit down for lunch and you say, what do you want for lunch? And one child wants macaroni and cheese and one wants, you know, peanut butter and jelly. And you're like a short order cook or it's 30 degrees outside. And you say, okay, make the choice of what you want to wear, Susie. And they come out in flip-flops and a tutu. And you're supposed to honor that because that's respecting them. That's not respecting them. I think that's kind of abusing them. Because you're not teaching them how to make proper choices. Now, I'm not a person who says, don't let your children make any choices. Of course not. In fact, as soon as that child is born, our job is to teach them to be self-reliant, independent. So yes, we need to teach them choices, but did you notice I said teach? Not just throw choices at them and say, what do you want? So if you can imagine a pyramid, all right, turn it upside down, make a V. That small point in the bottom is how many choices children should make. And then as they get older and you can see that they are responsible in making their choices, that V opens up and you can give them more and more choices that they can begin to make on their own. But we can't just turn the TV on and let them decide what they want to watch. We can't hand them a phone and say, have fun. No, that's wrong. We must be the ones to form our children in proper decision-making. That's how you help them form their conscience. By at an early age, teaching them what are proper decisions to make and how to make them. In responsibility, we also teach obedience. Our children, they knew they needed to be obedient to us. If we said, jump, they would look at us and say, okay, how high? Just because they knew that we would never abuse our authority and because they also understood from all our formation that if we needed them to do something, it was for a good reason. Even, in, even when they didn't understand what the reason was, they just knew it would be a good reason. So obedience, demand obedience. It is not taking away their freedom to demand obedience. It is the right order of things. In responsibility, we have industriousness, which means we taught our children to work hard. They had to work hard. We expected them to always do their best in school. And if their best was a C and we saw that they worked hard to get it, fine. But their best was usually A's, sometimes B's, because they got this tremendous self-esteem boost by doing their best by working hard and seeing the result of their hard work. That's what you want to give your kids. You want to give them those results. That's what it's all about, really, is teaching our children so that they can have the results of being happy children. And then we also taught them moderation. And I I put this all under responsibility because as we taught them moderation from very early age, you know, we, we limited Uh, time that they could spend on TV. You know, when our children were small, there weren't screens except a TV. (laughs) So that's what we limited, the TV. We limited, you know, their snack intake. So they just because they loved um, 
Little Debbie snack cakes, they couldn't have five if they wanted. They could have one. We limited, um, you know, the way they yelled and ran in the house. They weren't allowed to do that. They could go downstairs and do it. They could go outside and do it, but not in the home. Moderation. And by learning moderation, the children learn self-control. The last one is fortitude. Fortitude is fortitude is persisting even when it's difficult. So in fortitude, we want to teach our children to have endurance, to, to keep persisting even when something is difficult. And we also want them to have indifference for what others think about it. For instance, your child is going to be, quote unquote, the only one who can't fill in the blank, right? If, if you're a good mom, <laughs> that will happen at least one time and probably many times in your life, in your child's life, where they say, how come I'm the only one who can't go to that movie or can't have a phone or can't spend all night on PlayStation or blah, 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 fill in the blank. That's because you're teaching your children to have fortitude about a particular value or moral that you hold close to you. And they need to learn to be indifferent about what other people think about it. Because if they aren't indifferent about what other people think about it, they're not going to have the fortitude to live it. With fortitude, we talk about patience. They need to work hard to have patience with each other and with themselves. We live in this society, you know, this, this, oh gosh, this social media, media society where everything is perfect. And especially for the girls, I've talked about this before, but you know that the suicide rate for girls has skyrocketed and so has cutting and all kinds of really difficult things these girls, these teenage girls are dealing with. And it's because they think everyone else is perfect and they are not. Well, first of all, we have to show them nobody is perfect and all those people who they think are perfect are not, but also to have patience with who they are and patience with others. We also want to teach our children generosity, to give, to, to have fortitude in giving, in being generous with people, being careful that our children aren't trying just to be people pleasers. We don't want that. We want them to be generous from a, a state of being that doesn't require something back, approval back, but actually just giving. And then the last place in fortitude is orderliness. Now, I know I've got an audience that's wide, varied and wide, young and older. Um, and some of you may be type A's, you know, drill sergeants, and you've got your home orderly. You've got your schedule all um, set in place. You've got all of your cleaning and all of your um, menus planned but probably that's a small percentage. I think the majority of women struggle with orderliness. They struggle with keeping a schedule. They struggle with having a menu plan. And they struggle with teaching all of that to their children. Because don't forget, all of these things that I'm talking about, how you're going to teach your children, guess what? You have to be learning yourself. Are you going to be perfect? Nope. Are you trying? Yes. 
And that's what the children see. And by the way, while you're trying, you actually are getting better at that. In my Reimagine Motherhood coaching group, it'll be opening back up for registration in January. We're going to be talking about setting goals and orderliness, how to keep order in the home. Okay, so those are the virtues that we thought were really important in teaching our children. Remember, we teach virtues, not by just talking about them, but by living them through the discipline, creating order in the home, in our child's life, helping them have self-control, using the tools of the virtues. So again, I'd like to suggest to you that you take some time and imagine your children five, 10 years from now, maybe as adults, what do you want them to be like? What virtues do you want them to possess? And now when they're young is the time to teach them. And if you're someone who has teenagers and you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, shoot, I lost my time. Nope, you did not. You did not. That's the beautiful thing. That if we depend on God's grace, he will always cover our mistakes. He will cover our faults and our failings and sometimes just our inexperience and our ignorance. Start teaching them wherever you are. I have adult children and I don't think that my job as mother is ever over. I really don't. I try to stay out of their lives But if I see something where I think they would be helped by pointing out a particular virtue to work on, I'll do it because I love them, because I love my children, because when I die, I have to answer to God. He's going to say, okay, I gave you those children. What did you do? Well, let's see. When they turn 21, I let them be. No, I'm still their mother. I'm still alive. Still my job and your job. So let's teach our children virtues because virtues will make them happy, but we have to start with working on our virtue. You might also want to take some time and say, what do I really need to work on? Just take one. Every day, at the end of the day, ask yourself, did I show more patience today? And if the answer is no, ask God to give you the grace to show more patience tomorrow. And then tomorrow, at the end of the day, ask yourself, did I show more patience today? And when you get to a point where you're like, yeah, I'm doing pretty good on that. Not perfect, but pretty good. Pick another virtue and work on it. Okay, thank you so much for joining me. And I'll talk to you again next week. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.